Hello, and welcome to The Goldmine, where you can find new investment insights from your favorite financial writers every day. Hi, I'm Ben Carlson, and this is Ray Dalio and the Power of Setting Defaults for Optimism. A reader asks, Ben, in your writings, you tend to lean to the hopeful and positive side of the future, at least it seems. Then you have folks like Ray Dalio and many other respectable figures who are much more cautious on the future and what it will look like. Potential destruction and chaos, i.e. widening wealth gaps, civil unrest, debt, populism, rising and declining powers. I'm curious if you have these thoughts and worries like Ray does, or if you aren't generally too concerned. Would be an interesting blog post. Some of the things that keep you up at night. I do consider myself a glasses half full kind of guy. I think I was just born this way. I have plenty of worries just like the next person, but I have a huge amount of faith in the power of the human spirit to figure things out. I do have friends and family members who are more glasses half empty most of the time, and it seems like they don't even realize they lean negative or pessimistic most of the time. It's a personality trait. I think optimism pays when it comes to investing because most of the time, markets go up. Stock market is up roughly every three out of four years on average. Over the long term, optimism as a strategy is nearly impossible to beat. This is why buy and hold is perhaps the greatest strategy ever invented. Unfortunately, there are always good reasons to be worried. The future is always uncertain. There's always bad news, and we hear about that bad news more than any generation in history in the information age. And there's something about finance people that makes them worry more about the downside than the upside. It's like the exact opposite of people in Silicon Valley who are almost unanimously optimistic about the future. Ray Dalio may be right to worry about the future, but he has a long track record of worrying about the future that hasn't really panned out that well. Dalio penned a piece for Institutional Investor in 2015 about the importance of knowing when you're wrong and changing your mind. He used his own prediction of a depression in the early 1980s as an example. Of course, there was no depression. Instead, the early 1980s kicked off one of the longest expansions in economic and market history. That history bled into the 90s as well. It may not seem like it when you look back at high double-digit returns in the stock market in the 80s and 90s, but the nirvana-like economic and market environment of the 1990s was not a foregone conclusion at the outset of the decade. In a piece from New York Magazine in 1992, Dalio was quoted saying bonds were a better bet than stocks over the course of the 90s. To be fair, Bonds did perform well in the 1990s. The 10-year Treasury returned 67% in total from 1992 to 1999, or 6% per year. It's pretty good for bonds. But the S&P 500 was up more than 316% in total, or nearly 20% per year from 1992 to 1999. Dalio was wrong again. Then in 2015, Dalio began warning we could see a repeat of the 1937 downturn. This nasty recession and 50% market crash is highly underrated by historical standards because it was sandwiched between the Great Depression and World War II. Dalio made a similar prediction for a 1937 situation in 2017. Alas, there was no double-dip recession following the Great Financial Crisis. The stock market and economy were doing just fine until the pandemic hit and are now back on trend. Now, I'm not pointing out Dalio's mistakes here to rub it in his face. We all get stuff wrong when it comes to the markets. This stuff is hard. What's remarkable is how little any of these predictions have impacted the performance at Dalio's Bridgewater Hedge Fund. By some estimates, Bridgewater is the most successful hedge fund of all time, with net gains to their investors of nearly $47 billion since inception. How is this possible? Well, by all accounts, Dalio's predictions about the future aren't used to make investment decisions at Bridgewater. Despite having some 1,500 employees or so, Bridgewater mostly manages money in a rules-based approach. Bloomberg's Matt Levine wrote about this a few years ago, and he said, I joked on Twitter that I never understood how Bridgewater gets any investing done, but of course there's a computer that does the investing. Dalio himself has admitted he mostly stays out of the way of Bridgewater's quantitative strategy, and on the rare times he tweaks their algorithms, it's a mistake. At a conference in 2015, Dalio shared the following with fellow hedge fund manager Bill Ackman. Dalio said 99% of the time he agrees with his quantitative strategy, and the 1% of the time he disagrees with the machine, he realizes in retrospect the machine was right 66% of the time. 
Listen, I don't know Ray Dalio personally. Maybe he's a happy-go-lucky guy in private. He could be like the Bill Belichick of the hedge fund world. However, it seems like many of his public comments are usually filled with warnings, risks, or dire predictions. That could be a personality trait, or maybe that's simply a hedge fund thing as downside protection is kind of their game. Whatever the case may be, it appears Dalio doesn't allow his macro predictions to influence Bridgewater's investment strategy. Or if he does, it certainly doesn't show up in their long-term track record. I'm a huge advocate for default settings as an investor. You should default your savings rate, default increases to that savings rate over time, default your investment choices, default your bill payments. Automating good decisions ahead of time is one of the most important steps you can take to meaningfully improve your finances. And when it comes to investing, the most important default by far is optimism. Yes, there are always going to be risks, but pessimism does not pay as a strategy over the long run. If you're not optimistic about the future, what's the point of investing in the first place? For more from me, check out wealthofcommonsense.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is brought to you by Ritholtz Wealth Management. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities mentioned on this podcast. If you're new to investing, check out liftoffinvest.com to get started with us today. Solid.